You're listening to The Lively Pod. It's 12 Days of Podmas. Let's dive in. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to yet another episode of Podmas. I hope you all are enjoying it so far. There have been hundreds of listeners this year, which is just so heartwarming for me. So thank you to each and every one of you who continues to support me and listen and just engage in the conversation. I've had people who have been reaching out to me and sharing their different tips or takeaways and just to know that we're a community and that other people are sharing thoughts in the same way about health and just wellness in general is really eye-opening. And so knowing that you're not alone, I got a few DMs about the negativity the negativity episode, so the things that I'm giving up and leaving behind, and just knowing that we all are kind of struggling around that is super interesting to me to see how much that resonated and the different things that we can kind of do to work on that and like hold each other accountable. So Anyways, that is a long-winded way of me saying thank you so much for listening and tuning in to yet another episode. So today we are talking all about doing it for the plot and tips to romanticize your life to truly help you live in the moment. And so one of the things that got me thinking about this is a journaling prompt where it says kind of zoom out of your life and look at it from a big picture point of view. So rather than looking at it under a microscope, because I do do that a lot where I'm looking at different habits and routines, things like morning routines, evening routines, or my day-to-day life where I can get so microscopic that I'm looking at the day and how I want to live, which is true. Your habits do make the life choices that you're living and they really do make the big picture goals happen. However, you also need to have that macroscopic lens of kind of looking bigger picture on what are those habits leading up to? Because just because the habit is a quote unquote good habit doesn't necessarily that it means it is leading to the life that you want to live. And so this is the kind of idea of doing it for the plot as in you're doing it for the story, you're doing it in the mind that it's okay if your book takes a different chapter or a different path and just making sure that the path that you're heading down is one that excites you. And so that's also getting into the mindset of kind of romanticizing your life. So not looking at it as that day-to-day routine of you're just kind of dragging along and you wake up and every day is Groundhog Day. You wake up, you do the same thing, you go to work, you come home, go to sleep and repeat kind of thing. Rather, you're really trying to romanticize each and every moment to make it a well-rounded and well-supported lifestyle. And so personally, my definition of romanticizing your life, because I know it's super popular on social media and can kind of be ambiguous on what that term means. Like, does it mean like you're in a Hallmark movie all the time and trying to see things through rose-colored glasses? No, to me, it doesn't mean that. It could mean that to you, but that's not what it means to me. It's more of expressing gratitude for those small things and being really mindfully present in the small individual moments and knowing that those small individual moments can mean a lot if you look at it correctly. And so knowing that those small individual moments throughout the day, whether that 
is your morning routine, your cup of coffee in the morning, or maybe it's cooking dinner every night. That's something that you can really embody and identify as. That would be a way that you could be mindfully present in the situation or in the moment that you're in. And so kind of doing things from that standpoint of if you're watching a movie, if you're doing it for the plot, for cooking dinner, for instance, you would be kind of turning on the music, turning on candles, singing, dancing in the kitchen. Maybe you're with your significant other. You have a fun drink in your hand. My go-to is tart cherry juice, sparkling water, and lime. It is just amazing and it's so lighthearted. I put it in a wine glass and really I set the mood so that it is an experience that I'm grateful for and that I love and enjoy doing and something that I can look forward to because that's how I would envision it if my life were a movie and that's what I want. I want my life to be a movie. I want my life to be something worth watching to me. We were talking about this in the Lane household earlier where we were talking about like different movies and me and Emily really like to watch the Netflix kind of hallmarky Christmas movies, but the boys just sit there and kind of make fun of it, but they end up watching it too. And so it's things that are captivating. That's what I want my life to be full of. I want it to be full of pockets of captivating moments. And so that's where I kind of lean into this idea of doing it for the plot and romanticizing my life so that I am living a life that is worth watching. So I have some kind of practical tips for ways that I try to implement this. And so I know you all love the quick tips or different ideas because some of them will resonate and some of them won't. But if you can take away one and apply it, it'll just make those moments that much more gratitude inspiring and awe-inspiring. So kind of take the ones that you want, leave the ones that you don't, and just try to work to reframe your lens so that you're not just living a Groundhog Day life of repeating, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, and you truly are kind of having a storyboard to how your life wants to go. So tip number one is to truly practice mindfulness daily. So this is one that I can go in and out of whether I'm practicing it or I'm not, but it does truly help you stay in the present moment more. And so whether that's focusing on your breath or focusing on the five senses is a really great one, just like taking note of what's around you to really help dial you back into what's going on rather than letting your head kind of spiral or take note of what is happening around you. So that is kind of a flashback to the negativity episode on what I'm giving up is this present moment would help combat that. It's turning down the noise in your mind so that you can be present in whatever you have going on, whether it's kitchen and or dancing and cooking in your kitchen, whether it's opening Christmas gifts on Christmas morning, something of that nature. The second little tip here is to choose to celebrate the small wins and knowing that each achievement you have, even if it's just getting up at the time that your alarm clock goes off and not hitting the snooze button, each of those achievements is a step towards your given storyboard, your plot in life. And so celebrating those small wins, it's something that was one of my goals this past year. And we've had a lot of really big things happen, but we've also had small things. And I've made it a point to really try to celebrate Celebrate those with Will a little bit more. A fun way to do this that I've seen on Instagram before is some people 
add a little note card to different tiny little champagne bottles. And every time they do whatever that it says on that note card, they get to pop the bottle and kind of celebrate that win. And so I think you could do that in several ways where you could like write a letter to yourself congratulating yourself for hitting a goal or a milestone. You could do a little reward, like you could put money in an envelope and when you hit that goal, that's the money that you get that day and you can go spend it on whatever your heart desires in that moment. You could have a little gift card in an envelope that is to a restaurant that you love and you can go to that restaurant when you hit that milestone. So there's different ways to kind of do that, even if it's not popping a champagne bottle, but celebrating those wins. Tip number three is to surround yourself with positivity, whether that's positive people, positive thoughts, positive environments that can help shape your story. And so knowing that even if you're not in your dream house, dream state, dream environment, you can make the environment you're in now a part of that story of your life unfolding and knowing that probably you five years ago is proud of where you are today and just kind of taking that all in and being in that environment and making it what five years ago you would have wanted out of the environment you're in and so even though in my head I picture myself living on a farm with all of my little children running around and having some land that I can have a garden and be outside every morning and ground myself, even though that's my ideal vision. I know right now, even though I'm in a two-bedroom apartment in downtown Charlottesville, I can still cultivate this atmosphere to being the chapter where I was living in a city downtown with my new husband, with all of our friends in walking distance. And this will be a super fun and exciting chapter for me, even though it's not my quote-unquote dream environment to be in. Number four is to nurture your passions or your hobbies and things that you enjoy doing, but they're not necessarily the main event. So this is just going to add more of that color to your plot. And so whether your character likes to knit or needlepoint or play guitar or do something that isn't the main thing, I think that's really important. So I'm rewatching Friends right now. So if any of you are Friends watchers, you'll understand this. But I think what makes Phoebe's character so interesting is how many passions, how many hobbies she has. And so you're always caught off guard by the new thing that she kind of brings up, but those are all adding color to her character. And so that's actually kind of a spin-off point is that characters in your favorite books and your favorite movies and your favorite TV shows are really great to emulate and take note of what they're doing that makes their character so dynamic and how can you incorporate some of those dynamics into your life so that it's not just you're going to your job and having your career it's like oh I go to the same bar with my same friends every Thursday night and we hang out and talk like that is what would be in a movie and so trying to kind of look at that perspective and find those different color points that you could add in through your different hobbies and passions and life events that you like to do regularly. 
Number five that I have on my list is to take care of your body. So a healthy body can really host a happy mind. And so really making sure that you're feeling confident in your skin, confident in your appearance so that when you go out, you can really shine through that. So whether that's just brushing your teeth in the morning to have a nice pearly white smile so that you can lead with confidence and be a happy character in your movie, then that's a great one. But just making sure that you're taking care of your body taking care of your mental space so that you can lead with confidence and truly embody that main character energy that would kind of romanticize their life and be excited to put on the new outfit that you got for Christmas and you look glowing in it kind of experience. Number six on my list is to find beauty in the ordinary. Like turning that ordinary experience into that extraordinary experience where you are really romanticizing the idea of your morning routine of your morning cup of coffee. Maybe it's how you make your cup of coffee is super extraordinary. You really start learning the science behind it, which gets into a different tip that I had, which is to learn something new every day, that that knowledge can really enrich your story and how you're living your life. And so if coffee is something that you love, dive into the science behind it, dive into the art of making coffee, of making lattes, of trying different things around it, because that's, that's one of your passions then. Like this morning cup of coffee that you always love and enjoy can become one of those side hobbies, those side passions that are exciting to you that you can add that color to your life with and so kind of not only just finding beauty in the ordinary but taking that a step further taking new things that you can learn about that ordinary thing to make it something that you are passionate about that you're excited to do every single day The next two are kind of similar to each other and it's to seek adventure but also to embrace spontaneity or spontaneity And so by seeking this adventure, embracing new experiences and challenges to add to excitement to your life, I was coaching a client the other day and I was noticing how excited she was talking about running a marathon. But this client specifically really likes the challenge of having a finish line. She likes the challenge of having to work through a training plan and accomplish something. And so that's something that I took back and I was like, hey, it sounds like you're really excited by challenges where her mindset had kind of shifted and she was feeling really negative and down on herself that running had become a challenge for her. She just felt like it was hard. It was challenging. She didn't want to do it anymore. And then we kind of worked to reframe that mindset because she had these two dichotomies where it was like running for her had become a challenge. It become really hard. But then she also loved the challenge of like working through a training plan and crossing a finish line. And so I was like, how can we make the challenge that you're experiencing right now morph into the positive challenge that you find with running with the training plan and hitting a finish line and hitting a goal marker? How can we morph the challenges that you're facing now and that are kind of weighing you down? How can we morph that into a positive experience? So to kind of changing the definition of what a challenge is, that yes, it may be challenging for you to 
go out and meet new people and go to social events, but how can we make that into a game? How can we make that a fun challenge, a positive challenge, and make kind of doing weeds in the garden something that you enjoy? And that that's hard. It's hard to change that perspective, but it's a shift that when you do truly try to look at your life from a romanticizing perspective or you're doing it for the plot, that it's boring to watch a movie where the main character doesn't struggle. And so knowing that that challenge that you're facing, that struggle that you're facing is what is making your life interesting. So really flipping that narrative, embracing that adventure, embracing that spontaneity. So allowing those unplanned moments to be fun and going and doing it, even if it's not going according to your plan or on your schedule that day. The last two I have for kind of romanticizing your life is to really cultivate the relationships around you that the people in your life add richness and depth to your story. And so knowing that those side characters, even though they're not the main character in your life because you are your top priority, you are the main character in your story and the life that you are choosing to unfold, those side characters are what bring you to life. And so really trying to cultivate those relationships, even if it's only with two or three people or maybe it's only your family you have different shows that show you this so I gave the friends example they're a tight-knit group of six people and so that's how the story goes like all the other characters kind of just fall in and out but you're really focused on that core group of six so it doesn't have to be a big group or you can think of another popular tv show of like modern family they're all surrounded by their family like their family is their core unit so it doesn't even have to be outside your family to kind of have those relationships that add the depth and richness that you're kind of looking for in an exciting life. Lastly on this list is to truly and wholeheartedly pursue your dreams. Don't be afraid to chase after what you truly want in life. It's okay to dream big. That's where that macroscopic lens helps you to know what you need to be doing daily. You have to know where you want to be. And so really taking that big picture looks, taking a step back, kind of mapping out what you want the plot to look like and knowing it's okay if the plot takes twists and turns that you weren't expecting, but knowing that you're working towards that ultimate goal of your most wild dreams. And so right now, one of mine is not only to be successful in my business or whatever I want to do with that, but also to reach that state where I can have lots of children running around with my adoring husband and in this big farmhouse that I love out in the country, surrounded by family. That's kind of my big picture. That's where I want to be one day. And so I know all the twists and turns that I'm taking now are all working my way to there. And so this is just me telling you to pursue your dreams, take that bigger step back, take a big look and know that all of these amazing things that you're doing right now, whether that's nurturing your hobbies, practicing mindfulness and gratitude for the moment, anything that we've talked about today is all doing it for the greater plot of the story and that you are the main character, you are your top priority And I hope you can see this and try to work on it because it's something that everyone has to work on. It's not something that comes naturally to a lot of people. I know it doesn't come naturally to me. It's something I'm constantly looking at and reflecting and making sure that I'm coming back and living the life that I want to lead. 
So that's where I'm going to wrap up our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you all are having amazing stories unfolding right now and I can't wait to hear all about them. Tag me, DM me on Instagram. I love hearing from you guys so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of Podmas and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Thank you.